This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. How I read the corn and soybean balance sheets. From time to time, I mention USDA corn and soybean balance sheets. And from the response that I sometimes get from clients and subscribers, I think that there is a lack of understanding about them that exists. First of all, USDA is very incremental in updating its supply-demand projections. Far from getting ahead of itself, it plods forward, holding their forecast back from where the probability is of where it will end up. They take snapshots in time that becomes a mosaic picture. When supply-demand trends are tightening, the ending stocks outlook... This lag works in favor of end users as the market is not presented with how tight stocks could really get until they get there. We do not get the realistic end projection of what the supply-demand picture looks like until farmers have sold, and most of the grain is now in the hands of merchants and most end users who have covered their needs. USDA bends over backward to avoid forecasting, attempting not to portray the need for price rationing with its painfully cautious approach to farm price projections. They like stability. They will reluctantly follow a market higher with their price estimates, but avoid leading the market like the plague. That's the big mistake many make, thinking USDA is in the forecasting business, when it's really only in the observation business, and dependent more on 2020 hindsight than foresight. The problem is that it also sets up the potential for a crisis situation if the USDA shows no need for price rationing and then it becomes apparent later as balance sheets tighten below pipeline supplies that rationing was sorely needed. The need for rationing then causes prices to explode because now there's a lot less time left in the year to accomplish it. This motivates many advisories to offer two forecasts, one for what they think USDA will say in their current WASDE reports, and one for where the advisory thinks the final crop production and supply-demand outlook will actually end up. I think that traders focus too much on what the next impending report from USDA will plot versus where the likelihood is where balance sheets will actually finish. When asked my opinion of what USDA would say in the September reports, I would answer that I really did not care as I had a bullish opinion as to where they would end up and knew USDA would take their sweet time eventually getting there. This requires patience. According to USDA's September WASDE's report, they appear to suggest that pipeline supply for corn is above 1.2 billion bushels and pipeline supply for soybeans is above 200 million bushels as they trim demand in order to hold carryovers at that level. In order to sustain that much carryover, they reduced demand by 250 million bushels, so some rationing was already occurring in their projection. Our clearing firm, RGL, gave its projection of where they think that the corn carryover will end up. They reduced the projected yield, another 1.5 bushel per acre, to 171 bushel. They reduced demand by just 71 million bushel, which resulted in a 912 million bushel carryover. That is a seriously tight carryover projection, which supports price rationing occurring in the next marketing year. I think that the 2022 corn yield couldn't come down even further than RJO estimates, and that pro-farmer may have gotten it right, with the poor finish to production being seen at only 168 bushel per acre. Every bushel per acre in yield represents another 80.8 million bushels in production. Pro-farmer's yield reduced production another 363 million bushel. 
Using RJO's projection of 912 million bushel for the 2022-23 corn carryover, that would be the bushels carried into 2023. This is a billion bushels less carry-in than was projected a year ago in September at 1.919 billion. The corn market should be screaming for more acres in 2023. Other crops will want more acres or at least want to keep what they had, as their carryovers will have tightened too. South American production needs to become favorable very quickly to keep a lid on things. Corn has high fertilizer costs relative to other crops, and the drought here in the western Corn Belt and Plain states continues unabated. How do you add more corn acres without additional corn on corn, which was a disaster this year? As noted, the western Corn Belt needs subsoil moisture recharge this fall, or corn acreage may contract rather than expand next spring. A private estimate called for 4.5 million more acres of corn in 2023, which would potentially be 800 million bushel more production. A lot of water has to reverse its current direction of flow under the bridge until such an expansion of production is realized. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 